after too long a time, we find ourselves at last in the company of our courageous The Cavern Today explorers as they arrive at the too familiar and too long vacated The Cavern Today hood, where recording of the podcast may begin. And in other melodramatic narration, we seem to have blown a fuse or something. There's no power to any of our equipment or... Hey, uh, Dalkin, what's, uh, what's that over there? Can you point your flesh? Oh my god, spider. Okay. Oh god, big spider, big spider, big spider. No, 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 so much no. Really? Morris panicking? <laughs> there, spider, bottom of shoe. It's not like Anone or something. Then again, with the quabs. Well, that might have been some rare dunny spider never seen for hundreds of years. Moog, calm down. If there's one thing I know about spiders and insects, for every one you see, there's about 10 million more that you don't. Something tells me that fact is unscientific. But given the don't-see component, it's hard to disprove. Imagine if there were 10 million linking books out there we haven't found yet. Holy exploring! For science! Anyone else hear who's? What? Where? Hey, 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 guys. So, uh, so, uh, is, uh, is it God? Name the spider. Worse, dead as a five-sided Denis doornail, oh. thanks to Dalkin. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, uh, if I'm, if I'm gonna be here and, you know, a spider is gonna be here, well, <laughs> one, of, one of the two must be dead. You know, I, I don't want to be dead, so, yeah, we know what the score is gonna be. <laughs> Awfully brave in the face of your defeated foe. <laughs> Dalkin. Dalkin. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Oh, that might have gone very bad. Wait, wait, where did he get a generator anyway? I, uh, I heard he found it on some island. I have my new mic. I'll be over here where the podcast is alive. Ah, oh, so lame. <clears throat> All right, be there in a second. Hello, and welcome to the first DCT podcast for 2013. Geez, is it possible that it's been two years since you last heard from us? Why, yes, the last cast came out in April 2011. We meant to come back sooner. No, really. The Cavern Today is inspired by a certain fanboyism that we all shamelessly admit to enjoying in response to Miss Denuru. Uru has definitely been through some changes. From our first experience with the cleft demo from Uru to Uru Ages Beyond Mist, Uru Live, Uru the Complete Chronicles, Until Uru, Mist Online Uru Live, and finally, Mist Online Uru Live again with its <coughs> recently released open source component. More than once, the journey's end was written, and more than once it was reinvigorated with a new infusion of access and enthusiasm. 
When the open source news debuted, we were going to do a podcast right away, but as substantial news surrounding that sort of thing was slow coming, we decided to hold off. Inevitable life, other projects mixed with some more life, led to the delay, and although it only seems like a month or two ago that we decided to do TCT9, it has indeed been a year. In this TCT episode 9 for April 2013, we bring you our TCT-branded chat segment, TCT Talk, featuring the thoughts of the inimitable Mr. Mowog, and a musical piece by Jeff Wise called The Way Things Are. So, without further ado, let's get into The Cavern Today, Episode 9, Open Source. again, this is Moog for The Cavern today. We've always felt that our venerable podcast somehow represented the heart and soul of the Uru fanbase, and with this latest release of TCT, the feeling is stronger than ever. In the same way that Uru refuses to throw on the towel and disappear, the TCT team has stayed together in one form or another through thick and thin. Even though the podcast hasn't been heard for some time, we have stayed very much in contact, chatting daily via Skype. And granted, few of our conversations have concerned Uru over the last year or so, and some of the team have branched out to produce a sister podcast, Over the Fence. But the old enthusiasm is still there. Note that the fence in question was always felt to refer to the well-known fence around the cleft, and that even though we were crossing that fence, we always knew from whence we came, the cleft and Uru. Even though there may be no new ages coming from the master writers at Cyan Worlds, they've stayed busy probing to a new generation just how good adventure gaming can be by painstakingly adapting their classic titles to new platforms. I'm currently playing Riven on my iPad, and I'm hooked once again. That first tram ride always gets my attention, and it's so much better when you don't have to swap CDs on your arrival at each island. When I first accepted the Riven Challenge all those years ago, it required the purchase of a new Mac that was gutsier than my old Performa 405 that I essentially bought to play Myst. Well, now I can carry Riven with me on the iPad and link to that tragic island world wherever I happen to be, and I think that's amazing. Only slightly less amazing is the ability to explore Uru on my iPad, with a bit of cheating, that is. In our TCT talk for this installment, I explain how to use the Splashtop app on my iPod to bring up a remote desktop to my PC, and thus enjoy Uru on the iPad via our home Wi-Fi network. I won't go into that here, but listen to the talk for all the details. It's not perfect, and you might find yourself wanting a Bluetooth keyboard for more convenient key chatting, but it's still pretty neat, and in my opinion, it's very much worth the effort. And besides, the Wi-Fi version of Splashtop is free, so trying it out is painless. And it's also available for Android, so check it out. Note, too, that for a nominal monthly fee, you can get Splashtop for Internet and access your PC, and therefore Uru, using your tablet or smartphone from anywhere over the web. But I haven't tried that method, so I can't comment on performance. I said I wasn't going to go into that, but that's the whole idea behind the cavern today, sharing the latest Uru-related news with the fans. We don't produce the cavern today because we have to. 
We do it because we really can't help it. Uru has meant an awful lot to us, and being able to share that enthusiasm among the TCT team members has been a joy, and sharing it with all of you, the Uru fan base, is the icing on the cake, and we're excited and honored to be the messengers and to be speaking with you again. For The Cavern Today, this is Mowag signing off. Well, welcome to The Cavern Today, where we discuss all things Denis and Denis related. I'm Esto, here with Moog, Dalkin, Janathus, and Morris. Is that everybody? That is I hope so. Here. I think there so. There are, wait, there's, yes. Five, yes. Esto here with There's five of us. It is the perfect yes. Denis number. Yes. <laughs> not quite. Or so says Gen. This is a phase five podcast. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, hey, I just got back from the forum, guess what? What is it? What, Dalkin? It's open source. Oh, what? Really, it's true. When did I that can't happen? believe it. This is completely new news to me in March 2013. <laughs> I am very surprised. What's when Uru? did you find out this breaking news? So that happened a long time ago, and we were thinking, you know, maybe something momentous would happen, and has it? Yet we wait. Uh, kind of. Some eh. things have happened. Some, eh. yeah, some things have definitely happened. But Actually, quite a bit has happened, but it seems to me as the average cavern explorer, that a lot of it's behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Half of it is that, yes, it is, is behind the scenes. The other half is people don't really know what's going on, and so they don't know where to look for said things that are going on. Somebody told me that they fixed the resolution bug, but last I checked, it was still a bug. It's, um, it's much better on Genshard. Genshard is really? very shiny. Yeah, it's it's not so much uh the resolution issue is still kind of an issue on the main chart, but on the Somebody just didn't do their math right is all that is. Yeah. Well if I could actually log into the Gin chart <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it stalls on the uh searching for updates or whatever. So I haven't been able to get in for a while. Well maybe if your computer wasn't twelve years old. <sighs> all right. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I'll build a new computer. I won't eat for a month. I'll build a new computer. <laughs> Put it on the stoop, see if the cat licks it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Well, I don't think the computer so, has anything to do with it, because I was able to get into it quite successfully for quite a while and enjoyed the exploring there, actually. But mm-hmm. the last few times I've tried to get in, uh, there it isn't. So <laughs> That's odd. I was able to get in again just as uh, Janathus opened the call, uh, hmm. which is why my accepting of the call was a little delayed, because I had to... Well, I was I was in load screens, so it was unclickable. And as we, know, as we all know, the Uru load screen does not support alt. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so maybe we should discuss the different shards and the differences between them, just in case the viewers slash listeners, I don't know what to call you guys, <laughs> don't know. Okay. But only really quickly. Okay. <coughs> well, right. we got Cyan, Minkata, Gin, The Open Cave, Deep Island, and Destiny. I think. That's oh, that's good enough. Good. Next bullet yeah. point. Cyan no. is of course. <laughs> Cyan is of course the official shard. Uh, official. I don't remember what Minkata is, but Gen is the official Guild of Writers shard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's there one of the more popular Guild of Writers shards. Yeah, the um, the Minkata shard is the one run by uh, OpenUru.org, which are basically the folks that um, were helping Cyan push out the CyanWorlds.com engine, which we'll talk about in um, 
SirenWorlds.com, like they're releasing Plasma as an official engine branded by them? Um, you know, I honestly have not looked into it as much as I could have. I, I oh. Um, <laughs> We're all I'm, about research. Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, okay, the, the, the summary that they have on the site is, quote, SignWorlds.com engine is the client, server, and tools used to develop and operate uh, the Mist Online Uru Live MMO. The server code needs more work before SignWorlds can clear it for open source. However, the client and 3DS Max plugin are now available in open source. Hooray! Yes. Um, Yippee. So, yeah, they've got this whole thing about how you can get the SignWorlds.com engine and use it to run mm-hmm. a shard and all that fun jazz. Um... Yeah, and it's stress again that we know this is really old news, but we haven't <laughs> yeah. done a podcast in a long time. Yeah, the SignRolls.com engine came out, like, two years ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we here at TCT have uh, been looking into and exploring a bit of the, uh, the Gen Shard just to see what we like. And i got to say, personally, that I really like the way that the uh, application itself is. Really nice and speedy, a lot faster than the official... Uh, shard, as far as I can very tell, smooth. just in the way it loads details, it's very smooth, very nice. So and, mm-hmm. and uh, it looks nice on my oh, yeah. screen monitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last time I saw it, it looked really good. So back to shards. Again? Oh right. Okay. So so we covered Cyan Mancot again. Um, the open cave is, or no, mm-hmm. Deep Island is the other. Yes, the Deep Island is the other Guild of Writers shard. It was actually mm-hmm. the first, and it is currently where all of the previously... Well, I guess there's still Alcug's ages, but it is where mm-hmm. that whole slew of ages is now available. However, since it's based off of Uru CC, you need to have a copy of Uru CC or Teapots mm-hmm. in order to run it. Conveniently available on Steam. And GOG. Oh yeah. Now, now is and, is and is available in the Deep Island uh, yeah. shard? Because okay, see, yeah, I was wondering because uh, yeah, are they and ever gonna are they ever gonna port some of the ages that they have available? Because I it seems to me like Deep Island is a little bit less accessible because mm-hmm. of the whole URCC thing. So are they gonna sort of begin a process where they start to port those ages into Gen? They are working on it. Okay. They did that with one age so far. Um, it's a simple age called, I think it's called Vithal Gallery or something like that. It's okay, yeah. very nice to see. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they have the Blocks one, right? I don't remember what the name of that uh, is. Yeah. Trebivdil. Yeah, Trebivdil. Yes. So that is their plan. Their plan is to bring more ages into Genshard. Genshard is supposed mm. to be sort of this uh, best of the best kind of thing. So not all of them will be coming over. I'm good now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's their plan. The difficulty is because they're built based off of two completely different builds of Uru. Right. Yeah. Uh, it takes a little bit of work to happen. Largely, they need a plugin to do this. And as you said before, they released the the 3ds Max plugin. There's not one for Blender, and most yeah. most developers develop with Blender and can only be, those ages can only be accessed through Uru CC. Ah. I just realized that now that the 3DS is a gaming console, 3DS Max sounds really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Now the 3DS is a gaming console. Like, it just came out. Well, again, we're not exactly on the cutting edge with this one. See, see, when you said (laughs) Trebevdil, or whatever you said, 
Yes, I don't that know. I just saw close. the Hobbit. I thought it was someplace in the Shire rather than the. You know, Average today, bringing you <laughs> most up-to-date news on Mist and Uru. <laughs> so, does this transition well into the state of the Uru? They have a working beta for the uh, PYPRP2 plugin mm-hmm. needed to okay. make the make the conversion. It's got several bugs. It's not entirely functional. Um, and it's pretty much being spearheaded by any of the members of the Guild of Writers who have time to work on it. So, yeah. A devoted group of programmers. Indeed. Mm -hmm. We can rebuild it. (laughs) Indeed. In many deeds. So, what I was actually talking about was the next bullet point, State of the Uru. So... How are we feeling about the state of the Uru? It's difficult to say. Um, I'm kind of thinking off the top of my head here, but it's kind of difficult to be the kind of fan that we used to be, you know, back in the glory days, mm. and and maintain interest. You also, it's like you have to dig behind the scenes a little bit, and um, and uh, to see what the users are doing. Mm. Which I forgot I, when I uh, visited the city not that long ago. Um, I forgot that they had opened up all the journals in that gallery. Yeah. Yes. And I thought, when did that happen? Uh, I mean, I remember there was they were kind of like piecemealing them out, and now in Mula they're all there. Yeah. And also the doors work on the other side of the the Kadish gallery. Oh yeah, that was always a yeah. Did they ever get around to? I'm I'm sure they did, but I'm just double checking. Did they ever fix the whole Minkata sparkly issue? They did. Okay, yeah. They did, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think my issue is that I logged in. Yeah, I remember they did, but my issue is that I logged in and I realized that in order to get it, I would have to do part of Minkata, and I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was... You didn't memorize um, the direction to go run in for about five minutes? Mm-hmm. I Okay. I gotta Funny. say, that age, it's, such a, it's a good idea, but it's executed... That's the namesake of the Minkata shard, actually. That was one of the main things they were working on on uh, <laughs> testing over there before bringing it over to the main cyan shard. Is that a fact? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, Minkata was one of my favorite ages, just in the way that it made use of our ability to free roam and uh, turned it yeah. into a it, it it turned that into a gameplay element. And I thought yeah. that was I kind of wish they just had not thought so. Large on the scope. Yeah, like the puzzles. Yeah, a good cumulative idea, error but, was a big. Yeah. yeah, a cumulative error was a big problem there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and yeah. it ends up being like it's a good idea, but it's not fun. You know, it's not fun to do. It's just sort of oh okay. <laughs> yeah, the main uh, yeah, sparkly was just kind of a, a big joke at that point. Uh, <laughs> that's how that name came about. To a certain extent, though, like a lot of the. Uh, the games that you know Uru was trying to be an MMO. A lot of the MMOs have things that are that are that are kind of if if you boil them down to their core concept are fun, but then when you water them down to the the actual what you have to do to get from A to Z, it's it's more of a job yeah. and, a, and a chore. Mm-hmm. Which I guess if you follow that theory, that's where Mankata comes in. MMO. Yeah. One of the interesting points about Mankata, I thought, was that it was one of the only Uru ages we ever explored where it was possible to get really and truly lost. <laughs> oh, it gets really foggy too when you get lost. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't even see your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Stop get that. Uh... 
All right, Janessa. That hit me twice, that joke. <laughs> uh, I um I had to spend some time sweeping up a bunch of Mikata sand off the side of my relto because of how many times I just got lost in the big sandstorm. Which out is really there. hard because you don't can't use your arms, you know. So mm. let's not let's not forget the uh, when you when you first go into Mikata and you stand on top of the, like the compass rose, and that really creepy track plays. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, that that creeped me the heck out. I think with Minkata, even though this was a a, a track that actually Tim Larkin had designed, if you look on the old 2003 era soundtrack for the game, the the Badlands track is there. But he like perfected and expanded it for this, and I think it was 06 when it came out this time. Uh Um, so yeah, or 06, 06, 07. Um, but it was he he like that was I think one of the last, well, Kavir, but. You know, there there isn't a whole ton of new music that was added uh, when it went when it went live, and that was, I think, one of the the tracks, especially that second time when you're exploring at night. Mm, yeah, and the music is really good. Like this is there, there's some really good music in this game, and that was a good example. Quite dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I also I like the one night. when you 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 come in like when you actually complete the puzzle for Mankata, and you come in and it plays that different track. Right. Um, yeah. That one's just so. Uh, I love that one just because it's so sweeping and dramatic. Yeah. It was exciting and triumphant. The timpani roll in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> Mist and Riven on the iPad. I have them both, and um, in fact, Weird. I have real Mist on the iPad, and um, and it is real. I, Real. Yes, and it oh, is God. real. <laughs> I touched about them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's about as real as it's going to look. I'll say that. Um, yeah, it looks real. Well, now getting you know, sidetracked a little bit with pre-DirectX 8 water. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in the olden days, I used to play Uru and Real Mist every now and then with uh, 3D shutter glasses. Back when I had a CRT monitor and could do things like that. And Uru with depth was very cool, but we've covered that ground a long time ago. Um, uh, only to say that Real Mist on the iPad takes full advantage of the Retina display and looks stunning. It really does look good. <clears throat> I just wonder if it's just it's it's so old now by this point because it's from like ninety eight ninety nine. Yeah, that game was, and uh, and is it so old that the graphics? processing capabilities found in the iPad is just, you know, way more than it could ever ask for. Well, one of the nice things they did is that they really touched up, like, they added lighting effects, which really yeah. makes the game look nice. It uh, really was greatly enhanced. They added some environmental effects, like the storms and stone ship, and I thought the water was especially well done. Um, yeah. Uh, the, uh, like, because it makes me think of uh, Uru, and then I go back and look at some of the ages in Uru, and I realize that there's no lighting effects in this game. There's little tricks that they do, like there's little uh, texture changes on different surfaces, yeah. but other than that... Yeah. Sometimes you can you can see through the glows, they see semi, this is what a light is thing. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder if such effects in Uru were simplified a little bit simply because it had to stream, and that wasn't... Mm. Stream online when that wasn't necessarily the case with Real mm. Mist. I don't know. So speaking of Uru and iPads, Moog seems <laughs> to have figured out a trick there. Well, uh, yeah. It's funny you had mentioned that, Dalkin. <laughs> I just thought about it today. I had bought this iPad fairly recently. 
and I'm enjoying that <laughs> a sweet apple Kool-Aid, but um, <laughs> um, as one does when one has an iPad, one kind of browses around the uh, the app store to see if there's anything that looks even halfway interesting. And for the most part, I kind of you know flip right past things, but uh, today I came across uh, Splash Top, which is an app uh, kind of along the lines of of uh, oh gosh, and I can't think of the others, but it lets you remote in to a Mac or PC and like TeamViewer or uh, log me in. Log me in. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Uh, so there's nothing really groundbreaking about this except that it's quite affordable, and uh, I I bought it this morning, but I don't remember the price anymore. But it's your typical you know four ninety nine something like that for an iPad app. Uh, and I was able to try it this afternoon when I got home from work and was really impressed. Um, oh. it, uh, it it uh, streams the uh, content of your desktop machine um, uh, uh, over Wi-Fi, although there is a, an Internet-based component to this that you can, can purchase and I think resubscribe to every year. And so it's like a Wii U. <laughs> well, all right, yeah. Um, but, um, okay, where was I going with this? I'll cut to the chase. I played Uru with it for a while, and it's kind of neat to see Uru on your iPad, you know, because it's not necessarily a mobile game. It hasn't mm-hmm. gotten there yet. Um, but I was able, um, it, it plays streaming actually pretty well. It's slightly laggy. But as we were talking about this evening earlier, there's really nothing new about laggy Uru. So <laughs> it's it's very much playable and uh, quite enjoyable, and it seems like everything works. Um, you have to um, if you're using KeyChat, it would make a lot more sense to have an external, you know, say like a Bluetooth keyboard for the iPad, because uh, otherwise, the, you know, the on-screen keyboard pops up and obscures a lot of what you're looking at. Um, and so if you're key chatting, uh, you can't see a lot of scenery except for sort of a stripe across the top. Um, so if you uh, try, you know, if you try to uh, to do this with Splash Top or whatever, I'd recommend a Bluetooth keyboard. And there mm. are any number of them out there, and they're not terribly expensive. Um, you can only play it in windowed mode um, since, uh, since the Splash Top doesn't support... Uh, full-screen applications. And so you'll have to get into your uh, PC or Mac end of it and reset Uru to play in a window, and then it comes across and looks absolutely beautiful on the retina screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the audio uh, also comes in via Wi-Fi. Sounds really good. On headphones, I mean, it sounds just like you're sitting at your desk. Uh, hey, Mark, do you know how to do uh, screenshots with your iPad? Not yet, but I will. All it is is hit the lock button and the home button at the same time. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's easy enough. Yeah. I'll need to do and that with some of the pictures, yeah. That's that's kind of what I was driving at. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, as far as walking around, at first I tried the go where I click method, and it didn't really work very well, and I never liked mm. that anyway. <laughs> but you can also uh, superimpose and... and uh, 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 well, an arrow keys configuration on the screen, and you can just you know touch and hold the forward key to walk or something like that. Um, you can also simply tap 
uh, can tap and hold on the screen to walk. You can use your other finger or the uh, the keys. I'm trying to remember how I did this mm. uh, to steer as you're walking, for example. So it's um, all the functionalities there, and I just need to get into it a little more deeply. But I guess the cool thing was, as far as I'm concerned, and to wrap this up, is that is that we can't legitimately play Uru on a tablet. <laughs> Uh, splash top, you can. It's yes. cool. For once, Uru's maybe some horrible click to move control scheme comes in handy. <laughs> now here, here's a question: Did you, uh, did you uh, play Uru live, or did you play a version of CC? It was live, yeah. Because uh, I linked to the cavern, and so there were a few folks there, and I chatted very briefly. Oh. Very cool. Using key chat on the iPad, so yeah, it's fully. Whatever your PC can do, it streams out to the iPad. Wow. I'll have to find out if I can do it with, like, Crisis 3. Yeah. Because like, uh, a lot of PC games will support, um, like, a 360 controller. Yes. If you go to, uh, to SplashTop.com, it's SplashTop, you know, pretty obviously. And, um, okay, top 20 best-selling iPad app in 2011. Wow been around maybe a couple of years. I just found out about it, but again, I'm not necessarily on the cutting edge. Uh, but you can get it for iOS or Android, as I understand. So uh, any folks with Android tablets can do this, too. Very nice. Uh, and I need to mention, too, that the uh, the app itself resides on my iPad, but for any machine that I want to uh, to log into and stream from, you need to download another little program uh, from their website that's called the Streamer. And, uh, the Streamer. Download. Party! Okay. I'm not Screamer, Streamer. <laughs> but well, I was, I was saying like I was running around with the Streamer, you know, like a party streamer. Oh, yeah, all right. You know, twirl, oh, yeah, it doesn't work really in, in audio, though. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, though. You know, and, streamer, Streaker. Whatever works. Streaker. That's, that's that sounds, sounds like a Dolphin thing to do. Yeah. Now we're talking about related <laughs> to Uru, but of course it can let you do pretty much anything on on your iPad that you can do on your PC. Uh, say, like, have access to all your uh, uh, office apps and things like that. All the stuff you usually use, uh, you can get to it from your iPad. So anyway, yeah. Just to say that Uru does work with that, and once you... Uh, Improvise a few little tricks to make it workable, and ideally, once you get a Bluetooth keyboard for it, um, it would really be a slick way to to play um, Uru on your tablet. Yeah, um, now, what I haven't experimented with is, uh, oh, okay, let's see, what's the other? I'll go to products here. Okay, Splash Top for business. I need to check this and see what they call the subscription that lets you. Access your PC over the internet. Um, I haven't the tried internet. with that. The internet. Yeah, that, what I have that right could now, be a little chunky, but though it, you know because it could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's what I have right now. Uh, it works only over Wi-Fi, but it works very well indeed. So um, yeah, so that's basically it. You download the app to your uh, to your tablet, and it's not expensive at all. And the streamer component is free. So. Uh, uh, and then uh, 
it gives you a facsimile of your desktop screen on your tablet, and you can just you know can use the desktop icons and everything, and taskbar, etc., as you usually would. And that's that for that. So, speaking of classy Uru stuff, classy Uru stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my good transmission. I see. Transition. <laughs> Transmission. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the Smithsonian American Art Museum has created a art of video games and they've included in it Mist. How do you feel about that? Cool. I think that's cool. I'm happy that's it's recognized. Kind of... Well, I'm just glad that it's recognized as the milestone that it is. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like Riven was. Well, I, I don't know. To me, Riven was the bigger milestone, oh. but I guess that's just my opinion. So yeah, I, I mean, probably agree with you. <laughs> I, I included this uh, bullet point too because um, the Museum of Modern Art just recently did the same thing. Um, uh huh. Where they they added a few games to their their exhibits, um, which I think it's great that um, video games are being recognized as an art form and that. Mist is being recognized as kind of one of the breakout. Mm. Um, I think I know what you're getting at, and that it was like the first of its kind to come out and mm. just yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of helped kind of establish a, the culture. It and, defined and, a whole new genre, basically. And Riven followed up on that, and even though it was, I think, a much superior game in so many ways. It wasn't the first, and missed was, right. and I think what they're recognizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 tough because video games really are an emerging art form, and not everybody, you know, has complete respect for it yet. Um, yeah, kind of like comics or yeah. Anything. Now, new new statistics have shown that the average uh, video gamer right now is actually in their forties. So it's becoming less and less of a generational thing, but there still are people, like even in like a younger generation, you still run into the type of people who be like, oh no, I don't do video games anymore, I have a job, you know, <laughs> who still sort of look at video games as this thing kids do, you know, and I don't know. Hey, there's a website called Gamers with Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's written by game developers, yeah. Just- Okay, and they are an older set. There's a guy I used to listen to on a, on a couple of podcasts years ago. He changed podcasts because the company he worked for was bought out a couple of times. Uh, uh-huh. But he's he's worked in the industry from a reporting perspective, avid gamer, and now working side of the industry as uh, a writer. And so it's it's a fun perspective. I recommend it. Who is that, by the way? Jeff Green. Okay. Okay. He's, uh, I believe he's Jewish. <laughs> Not that it matters, <laughs> yeah. just saying. Um, and he's he's got some real snark. I wish he actually did a regular podcast, but he only does, uh-huh. does them now and then. I guess there's certain contractual limitations that keep him from like being able to just talk willingly about what he does. Yeah. Anyway, that's way off topic. So that sort of wraps us up, don't you think, Chris? Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I felt like I had something to say, but I didn't write it down, and it's fallen out of my brain. So yeah, I think we said all we had to say, and then just kept going. Yeah, <laughs> I think you should. I think you should stammer it out like I do, perfect Janathus fashion. Mm. So Morris, what about that, that thing is, you wanted to ramble on about? We can do that uh, after. Yes. <laughs> there was one thing about the state of the Uru. Um, I didn't really feel that. 
everything was quite addressed with that. Um, yeah. I kinda... Because, I mean, I don't even remember what we did discuss on that, but it would seem to me that the state of the Uru would be dictated by the <clears throat> by the community, and, you know, <clears throat> I'm not a huge part of the community anymore. Uh, a year ago, I was more present, and I'm, you know, Janathus, you've, you've, you've said how you've pulled away from that community. Um, but I can say it is definitely still going on. Um, <clears throat> people, mm-hmm. there, there are pro- individual people working on projects, sharing them with, with the community. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Well, yourself I, included. Uh, talk about the cleft and blow while you're oh, on yeah, that topic. Yeah. Um, well, in order for... You're definitely kind of, contributing to the community in that regard. Well, <laughs> thank you. That's, that's been my... That, that was my goal. Um, for, for any yeah. community to thrive, it needs to, mm-hmm. needs to make something new. And so it's not mm-hmm. just the Guild of Writers, but it's also... Yeah. We've got storytellers, we've got filmmakers. Uh, the Guild of Messengers has started a project called Uru to You to sort of do a, a live, well, an in-cavern news broadcast uh, thing. It, it's an, You should look it up on YouTube at some time. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, we've got the Grey Hats, uh, who were yes. originally welcomed with, you know, a little... <laughs> okay, we're gonna let you do what you, the things that you do, and now they, you know, they disappeared for a while, and then they started introducing these bots, which have brought a whole world of, uh, I, you know, I might actually call it innovation to to Uru because mm-hmm. when was the last time you thought that you'd see people playing water polo in Anone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I think that's crazy, by by the way. <laughs> it is. I, I've been there. I I saw it happen. It was absolutely uh-huh. lagtastic. It was uh-huh. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. I think it was the the yellow works versus uh, the black works versus the yellow sunners or something like that. Mm-hmm. Can't mm-hmm. remember. Uh, but there's all kinds of of crazy things like this going on. And uh, as as Moog was saying, I've I've got my own contribution to to the community that I'm working on. Uh-huh. Shameless plug, yeah. Shameless yeah. plug here. Shameless uh, plug. That's yeah, why I mentioned it so you wouldn't have to, you know, to feel so ashamed of yourself. <laughs> well, well, thank you for that. Um, it was. It's started as an as an Uru blog and turned into sort of a cavern serial uh, that I hope to keep going on. Uh, it, it the interesting thing about about any sort of project is that if you have a limitation imposed on it, almost all the time it will end up making the product stronger. And, you know, I started this thing without it more. It started as a way for me to just get some thoughts out there and then ended up turning into this story, which Mm -hmm. until very recently, I didn't even know how it was going to end, which was very exciting for me. Um, but really, I, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed making it. I've I've brought people on to help me write it, uh, mm-hmm. and I just hope that people enjoy it. Hmm. Well, be sure to mention the URL while we're talking about it. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> you can you can read it at uh, thecleftonbelow.blogspot.com. Uh, it was just a convenient <laughs> method of of putting it out there at the time, and 
you know, being a, a blog format, it's not easy to get to the old issues. Um, so to address that, I've started creating PDF versions of all of the content so far cleaned up and so that, so that everything is nice and shiny uh, and more accessible. That's, that's the main yeah. focus of that. Just fantastic. I really can't say enough like, about the Clefton. It really is very good. I can't say enough good about the Clefton below. It's a polished piece of work, good storytelling, and it's right up there in the uh, in the uh, classic mold of Uru fan fiction. I've written mm-hmm. some myself, and I know what you're talking about. Once you get started, these stories kind of write themselves, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun to get them out there. So kind of like our skits. Yeah, <laughs> in, in a sense. <laughs> no. Yeah, a little right. bit more comedy oriented than you know. Those yeah. weren't real. <gasps> what are you talking about? <sighs> State kills Dumbledore. Oh God! I'm sorry. What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> be sure to visit the Clefton below because it really is quite good. Um, I do want to touch on the donations thing since we're yeah, talking we about the state should. of the Uru. Um, I also kind of want to do an actual like segment where I talk about this in the podcast, like a public. I think you know. I, I think that was the bullet point that no one could remember. Oh, it was <laughs> maybe. It might have been it, but um, it that involved money. Yeah, that, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so the Cavcon, um, meter. Is it like um, two, isn't it? Huh. Two point two. Last I checked. The same here. That's. It's been stronger. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, yeah, we've um uh, past few months it's uh been looking kind of on the sad side. But um Shrug. Yes. Basically, um you know, Uru is at this point it is supported by its donations. And um there's been kind of some discussion on the forum, particularly in the Cavcon thread about what people should donate, like how much, and and all this stuff, um, what the CavCon meter means. Um, I'm not going to go into full detail about the CavCon meter now, because it would take me about an hour uh, <laughs> to properly explain it without, you know, and ensure there wouldn't be any confusion, because I've seen all the confusion that's been in the thread. <laughs> but um, that's kind of why I want to do a public service announcement about it. But um, basically, with the CavCon meter, um, you know, Uru being run by donations, it is kind of, um, you know, it's it's fan supported. Ultimately, is is what that means. It's not just you know through like a subscription where. Um, you know, you you pay the subscription to like GameTap or whatever, and then some of that goes to Rue or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this is entirely, you know, you decide an amount you want to donate, if any, send it off to, to Cyan, and that gets put towards the uh, the server fund. Um, That's right. Yeah. And so the CavCon, in short, is just an indicator of. Um, how well that's doing. It's kind of like and, a health meter and <laughs> a shooter. Yeah, or something. exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really And we're like sending that. them power-ups every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> people, I, I've heard some people talk about, like, you know, they, they've, um, 
especially with some people um, in the cavern saying, go on, go donate, you know, being enthusiastic, which is great about, you know, supporting the game and everything. And I think that's great. Um, some people do feel like that um, they're being pressured into donating. Um, so I, I do want to put emphasis on here that, that no one should feel pressured into donating for Uru. Um, as much as I love Uru and I'd love to see us get to CavCon 5 where we're like getting out, you know, new content and all this fun stuff. New content! Uh, oh my. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Uh, <laughs> oh god. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with, with that, it's, it's really donate what you feel like you, what you feel is appropriate and, and, um, more importantly, you know, what you can. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously no one expects you to donate something when you can't afford it. True. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Rue is a free game. It runs off donations, and it's uh, because it's not free to run, but it is free to play. Yeah. Um, so... The, and the thing here is, too, is, of course, the more donations that come in, the greater chance we have of getting towards that point where we do start getting more new content and bug fixes and all that That's fun cool. stuff. But, um, yes. yeah, no one, no one should feel absolutely compelled to donate um, like it's something they have to do. Um, but it's just and, a good feeling to know that she's contributed something to the cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but mostly, I've been seeing that as a, a point of contention, um, and and uh, I really don't feel like anyone should feel pressured into that. Yeah, um, so I, I just I just wanted to address that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think part of the problem is there are so few people contributing that there's a lot of. <laughs> Maybe some hard feelings and some pressuring that that might not be there if we had a larger fan base. Yeah, Donated. the fan base, the, the fan. It, it's interesting. The Guild of Messengers twice now has put on fairly large events aimed at raising CAFCON awareness. The first yes. one being about a year and five months ago, maybe maybe a little longer. I think it was in October. So mm-hmm. I, I can't math very well, but. That was a very success. That was a very successful event, uh, Moog. I believe you were actually there for for a little while just to experience the lag. I I remember it sort of. <laughs> it was a while back. It was. I was there for most of it. It was a. It was a very. It was a very fascinating experience uh, mm-hmm. to be surrounded by so many people who just wanted to prove that they wanted to keep the place around with the purpose of collecting money for donations of this thing. They had live DJs and some people even performed live. Uh, The gray hats did their share, opened up a a instance of a girl that didn't have a population cap. And then, you know, then the ironic part is everyone want everyone wanted to show how much they wanted the place to be around so much that mm-hmm. we killed the server. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it made a point. I mean Oh yeah, it definitely made a point. And they the guys at Cyan they definitely knew what was going on. Uh 
mm-hmm. because I remember when the server went down, everyone was frantically, you know, joining various <laughs> IRC channels or <laughs> going to the forums. Like, is it back up or have you have you been able to get uh-huh. in? And, and then you know they posted on the announcements. They say, okay, the server is back up. Don't kill it just yet, but you're you can go back to your party now. Yeah. <laughs> well, do we have anything else to add? I don't think I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I can't think of anything. I've already tried to pull this podcast over. <laughs> I had some other stuff, but it was kind of uh, time sensitive, so it's not really relevant Aww. now. How long ago was it time sensitive? Uh, a few That's months that ago. part about Uber being open source. <laughs> the magic of editing can fix this. Yeah. Uh, well, no, oh, I wait, was... I have to edit? Um, Rand made a, a visit into the cavern a little while back mm, um, during right. one of the mm-hmm. guild meetings and um, talking about some stuff. And I had some notes somewhere, but I don't know where they are now because it was before I moved out here. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it live. Let's do it live. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, hey we'll have to cut that out. Yeah. Now I have to. I, I, I couldn't turn this down not, the opportunity to reference. This is not that <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We, I guess we need to get back to that podcast because there's, apparently we have an itch to scratch. <laughs> Ladies a, and gentlemen, the cavern today. <laughs> yeah. You know, on a slightly related note, um, you know, before when I was talking about the state state of the cavern and the community driven efforts, uh, there is a group in in the cavern right now who are fairly active called the DMR, the Dunny Musicological Research. Bevan, yeah, actually, been and a while, yeah, and. Um, just last Saturday, they had an interview with Jack Wall. Um, ab- it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, I think on the forums every now and then you'll see a, a post go up in the events, and it's from the DMR um, mm-hmm. saying, "Okay, well, we'll start posting your questions, and we'll ask him. We'll ask him live." Uh, and you know, this Saturday, Tim Larkin is up, so mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. exciting. What? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it so again. If, if uh, this this chat were a rope, I think it needs a knot in the end. Yes. Don't you, Chris? <laughs> Be tying one, okay? And I shall name it Gordian. Yes. <laughs> Gordian knot. Well, this has anyway. been The Cavern Today. This has been a TCT Talk. I'm Esto. This is Griff. Hello there. Or Dalkin. goodbye. Dalkin. Farewell, citizens, but fear not, for I shall return. Morris. I don't know why you say goodbye, I say hello. And Genevis. I'm not singing a song. <laughs> Thank goodness.
Well, it looks like we've reached the end. Or have we? So many times our podcast has ended, as has Uru, only to find ourselves and Uru reinvigorated. I imagine one day in the far distant future, aging and ancient Dalkin Starbine putting in his teeth to record yet another TCT cast. Hey, it could happen. But with that, we bid you a fond farewell. For now. For The Cavern Today, this has been Dalkin Starbine. On behalf of everyone who made this The Cavern Today episode possible, farewell, citizens. Are you on a headphone? Headset? Me? No. I'm on the Mighty Moog microphone. That sounds oh, like a mighty microphone. It's actually picking up over my webcam microphone, so... Oh, that phone. would be why. Yeah, that would be why. <laughs> I may need to rejoin the call or something so it detects... To uh, close and reopen Skype so it detects my microphone. Oh. So... Well, go forth and change microphones. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Chill. <laughs> I can't help it! We're doing a TCG talk, man! So glorious. It's glorious! <laughs> God, cracking me up, Dalkin. Stand back. <laughs> He's infusing us with his essence. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Dalkin Starbine. Genethis. Morris comes a new adventure. Oh yeah, I think there's that Chris guy too. Yeah, Great Central Railroad. That song is a dance mix. Oh god! I never did like Great Central Railroad. Actually, maybe 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 a glitch bob mix. <laughs> oh god and the wonderful part about it is I just rediscovered that I had beer last night it was very nice that's always <laughs> a good discovery to make how do you rediscover you had beer last night did you wake up someplace strange <laughs> <laughs> but angels and demons Crashed is about the it's okay. is there a mute button here somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hit the red thing and Dalton goes away oh cool <laughs> I don't want I don't want to freak you out, so brace yourselves. Oh. This whole call from the moment the first person spoke anything has been recorded. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have some good takeout. I was hoping for that. <laughs> so incriminating. What they need to do is add ponies, because ponies make everything. Alright, you know what? <laughs> you can already add ponies. You Take really your Take your equestrian agenda elsewhere, sir. <laughs> yeah, she was going to be on the podcast tonight, but she couldn't talk because she's a little horse. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, that was so bad, but so awesome because it was Moa. <laughs> so after I, after I cut out everything that Griff and Dalkin said, it'll be a very concise. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Great Central Railroad that ran through our town. 
Now just a memory Stations torn down Ladies and gentlemen, Dalkin Starbine Brass Queen of Tides And Rust on the Rail Governor's Tokyo, Moscow Trail 